Hello and welcome to another Video Mana. I'm Pastor Jeff and it's my pleasure to take you through the Word each week. We're just going to be finishing up Genesis this week. And so hopefully you've been with us the whole time. And if not, you can just check back through uh, the, the past 50 weeks or so. So take time to read through this. And there, there's a lot here. So obviously we're just touching the highlights. But in chapter 50, we, we see that, that Jacob finally dies in the previous chapters He's been on his deathbed and he's blessed his grandsons and given instructions to Joseph about how he's to be buried. And finally, we see his passing and um, this process of, of embalming him, um, then taking him back to Machpelah to, to bury him there. And, you know, some of the things in this, in this chapter that are very interesting is we see that in verse 3, it took 40 days to embalm him. And 40 is an interesting number in, in the Bible. Most generally, it's associated with new life or new growth or, or some kind of a change um, from one great task to the other. And so, so how appropriate as we end Genesis with the death of Jacob and the passing on of this promise, once again, to Joseph of the land being set aside for them by God. And, and then really giving Israel a unified origin story. Remember, they, they, this was written after they came out of the, the exodus with Moses. And Moses, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, wrote this um, first five books of the Bible, Genesis being the first, as, as the origin story, the beginning of, of Israel, the beginning of God's redemptive plan. And so all that's contained in here is, is really for, for Israel and then, and then by extension us to see that there is a, a history for the, the Jewish people in the land of Israel, but there's also this redemptive arc from the very beginning. The, the beginning, the creation was a redemptive act by God because he took he took um, out of darkness he brought light out of chaos he brought order and he, and he provided a place for man to commune with him and then he, out of that out of man's rebellion God continued to provide redemption for him through the promise of the one to come who would who would um, who would save his people the Messiah and so all throughout the the, the book here we see the continuation of that promise from one one person to another to another now it's being uh, transferred by jacob on his deathbed to, to joseph and we see um there's so much here but well, one of the other things that we see here too is is this great respect that egypt had uh, for jacob they they it says here in verse three that, that they mourned him for 70 days so they gave him great respect because of, of Joseph's faithfulness in, in being the prime minister and, and taking care of the land. And Pharaoh shows great respect for, I'm sorry, jo uh, Joseph shows great respect for Pharaoh by going to him once again and asking for permission to take his father back to the promised land, the land of Canaan, 
to, to bury him. And of course, Pharaoh agrees and, and, and grants him that as well. And um, so again, this, this idea that, that, you know, Pharaoh was by no means um, a, a godly man. He didn't govern from the posture that, that God was his God because in the Egyptian culture, Pharaoh was seen as a god. But it showed, and the Bible later attests to this, this idea that there's order, there's, there's a reason that God will set up leaders and, and bring leaders down. And in this case, it's certainly if, if he brought Pharaoh up to a, a great place so that it could be a refuge for his people for the time that he had for them. And he continued to provide this promise that he would bring them out of Egypt once again. And the land that was once uh, promised to Abram, who had been called out of uh, Ur, which is present-day um, Iraq, that that land is still theirs. And so that's, that's um, great news. We see that um, you know, with this great procession that went back to the land of Canaan, also impressed the, the locals, the, the Canaanites, the, the people that were there. They could see that, that this person being laid to rest must have been someone um, to impressive to have such great honor, to have this great procession of Egyptians bringing them back and burying him. And, um, you know, we, we know that, um, that throughout all of this, Joseph is counting on God and trusting in God. Um, in verse 19, um, he's, he's having this interaction here with his brothers, because after the burial, the brothers now get worried. The brothers are like, oh man, now that dad's dead, maybe now's the time that Joseph is gonna come and get his revenge for the way we treated him. So we, we need to kind of hedge our bet a little bit, and we need to, to kind of tell Joseph, hey, dad told us to tell you that, you know, not to take out your vengeance on us and, and on, on all the rest. And, and um, in verse 17, it gets into the, the details, it says, um, thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespass of your brothers and their sin, for they did evil to you. Now please forgive the trespasses of the servants of the God of your fathers. And Joseph wept when he spoke to them. So essentially what they're saying is, Dad told us this. Dad told us to tell you to forgive us. When in, in reality, Joseph had already done that previously when they came back, uh, when they came into Egypt from the land of Canaan. And, and again, he's weeping and he weeped and he wept when he spoke to them. And, and, and it's um, this, this great line that and should be um, a memory verse. Uh, verse 19 leads into that. He says, do not be afraid for am I in the place of God? So, so Joseph recognizing continually that God is the provision here and he doesn't want to put himself in God's position. But pointing um, his brothers to God. Then he goes on to say this, this line here that we should all memorize. But as for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good in order to bring about as it is this day to save many people alive. So again, God's redemption working through the, the brother's intent of evil that God brought for good, which saved many people. Um, if Joseph hadn't went to Egypt when he did, he wouldn't have known of the king's dreams and wouldn't have been able to interpret them about the seven years of plenty and the seven years of famine and then being able to bring his family up into Egypt um, to allow them to become this great, uh, prosperous people. 
Um, now, of course, later that turned because they, they were later by the next uh, pharaoh or so uh, turned into slaves. But at least at this juncture, we see um, this good promise continuing to be passed on. And we see that in verse uh, 20, 24, sorry, um, as he's continuing to talk to his brothers upon um, his own death, upon his own coming to his end of his mortality. In 24, it says, And Joseph said to his brothers, I am dying, but God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land of which he swore to Abram, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And then Jacob, Joseph took an oath from the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here. So Joseph died, being 110 years old, and they embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. So, again, this continuing promise that God is going to bring, visit them, and bring them up out of Egypt into this promised land. So, so God had promised this land of Canaan to Israel from the very beginning of the story of Israel, and that that promise continues to this day. And you know, in, in the book of Genesis, again, we see this, this act of redemptive creation, the, the redemptive plan being put into place for, for all of humanity so that, so that whoever would believe on the name of Jesus would be saved and that um, our hope would be in God and, and not in ourselves. And, and his provision and his, his promise to us and to Israel and for all of mankind. And so... Uh, next week, we're going to start diving into the book of Second Thessalonians. Um, until then, stay encouraged and stay in the Word. 